Hey everyone, I'm Patrick Jones and welcome to episode 67. That gives me anxiety. What a dramatic pause there, huh? <laughs> I had a good week last week. Jamie was traveling for work and uh, I'm so glad. I mean, for obvious reasons, right? I love her. <laughs> but also there's just like, I just revert back to a Neanderthal when she's not here. Like I don't raise the blinds. You know, they're just going to come back. To... <laughs> but it's it's so much nicer to have <laughs> sunlight. It just doesn't occur to me until it's like the afternoon. And it's like, oh, man, it's uh, it's pretty dark in here. <laughs> you know, I just somehow wind up eating pizza every dinner, every night. I, I mean, at one point I had fried chicken for three meals in a row. <laughs> <laughs> I just it it's like I, my brain just tightens up just to be like hungry fried chicken and and you move on right let's not dwell on this you, I just gotta eat something and keep moving so yeah these uh, Jamie's business trips might take years off my life yeah <laughs> <laughs> Also, I had some uh, something exciting happen. One of the memes that I made um, on Instagram is is it like I think it's got like a million views already. It makes me th you know the like the amount of likes coming in as it was flowing up. Uh, I think it's sort of like leveling out now. It just like bombards you. It makes me think like celebrities most likely can't ever open Instagram, right? They just get on their post and, and move along. Oh, I see an alligator swimming. It's rare that I see them swimming. They just kind of like show up and then you turn around and they're missing. So I'm just slowly sauntering. Fun. Isn't it great that I just stop my train of thought to talk about something that you can't see? <laughs> what was I saying? Oh, um, yeah, if you're a celebrity and you're getting like a ton of likes all the time, you, you must just post something and then close the app like there's no scrolling for you because you're just being bombarded maybe instagram has like a different feature that like blocks all the notifications for you know someone who is important or <laughs> is instagram famous well i've got a great episode lined up for you it's it's part two of anxiety related to elevators featuring mental health counselor palavi yator love having palavi on this might be her fifth episode? I mean, I, I would do a show with just Palavi, co-host. I also have my friend Alyssa on, who is so open and honest about this, like, really significant fear in her life. I mean, she has to face her fears and, and sort of white-knuckle it every day. And, and so I appreciate her communicating that because I think it's, you know, certainly helpful for her, but also other people that have elevator fears or... You know, we're all afraid of something, and we don't want to be that afraid, right? So, you know, trying to work through it. But before we get to the interviews, I just want to remind you, if you're liking... I just want to remind you, if you're liking the show, please remember to rate and review it. Five stars? Leave a little, what a podcast, right? See, I just wrote it there. What a podcast. Post. That'll really help me out with the algorithms. Speaking of algorithms, you can check the show out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. If you're liking the show, you can also make a donation through the Buy Me a Coffee link. It's in the description wherever you're listening. 
And I also want to remind you of the partnership I have with Pure Spectrum CBD. I use their salves, their moisturizer, their gummies, bath, I'm going to say bath salts, but I don't think that's right. I just use it, right? I don't, I don't really question it. I mean, remember when I was talking about how I don't open the blinds and I just sit in darkness because I don't think of it. <laughs> that's who I am. Just like to keep it simple. But yeah, I use a lot of their products and, and I'm a huge fan and I think it's, yeah, I, I always describe it as a, another tool in my anxiety tool belt. And so I think that I think that it could be really helpful for you. And, and they offer the promo code ANXIETYPOD for 15% off your orders. So put that in at checkout and enjoy. So yeah, ready to jump into part two on elevators. As always, thank you so much for listening and enjoy. I don't know why, but I don't like the way I say enjoy. Joining me again on the podcast, I have Alyssa Salvatore, who's a actress, wedding singer, uh, host, you name it, she does it. Alyssa, how, how are you doing? I really do, and I promise I'm not like a jack-of-all-trades, master of none. I just really love doing all this stuff, so. And you're a master at all of them. Aww, yeah. come on. Yeah. Listen, I love what I do, even though it's really slow right now, so I'm not doing much of anything at the moment, but I'm getting creative and... That's all we could do, right? Hey, Gig it's life. podcast season. Yeah. Podcast season. Let's go. <laughs> Talk elevator phobias. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I'm curious, you've had a little bit of, of what Palvi had to say. I'm curious, just your initial take as we jump back in here. Yes. You've been listening to clips from uh, a therapist. Yes. I just feel... How does that make you feel? Yeah, it's it's tough to be like, is that seeping in at all, right? Um, I mean, I totally... I love hearing the rational scientific side of things, like the neuroscience behind why these things happen or if they were triggered by a specific event or if we made them up. Like, I think that's so interesting. And I feel like that's the real life out here. But I'm in like my little bubble where I'm like, it's going to be my journey when my brain decides that like I'm safe and okay and don't have the fight or flight feeling when I hit an elevator. Like, I don't know when I'll be okay to do that. Mm -hmm. Even if I have all the information, this is such a strong thing that I've had for so long. And it's been part of my identity for so long that, which is, which is really interesting. And it's a thing that my like followers on Instagram know about me because every time I got to do an audition or voiceover, they'll find me in the stairwells if I can. And I will walk up to the 21st floor. Really? Even in my mid thirties with all the science and information, I still have my quirks and ticks that make me go, no, 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 you know what? I'm just going to like ask the security guard or like do something or make myself look weird. And oh God, it's just awkward all around. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the one word in when you define phobia is the irrational fear, right? Like you're a rational human yeah. being who has the information that elevators are safe and yet you still have this fear. So yeah. certainly can't beat yourself up for that. Yeah. I actually... I don't know if we're, we'll get into this, but she mentioned something claustrophobia versus, oh, I forget the other one. Claythrophobia? Oh, uh, yes. That's, yeah, it was you a tough to, one. Can we get into that yet? Or I don't want to like, I don't want to. Yeah, well, it. actually, let's just jump right into that clip. Okay. Can we talk? I know you've got a lot on your plate. You've got work. You've got friends. You've got family. Pets. You've got the people that you make small talk with at the coffee shop or gym. 
You've got that bird that you see when you wake up every morning outside your window that you've projected things onto. Look at that bird. Doesn't even love its family. It's always by itself. You do that. Everyone does that. Point is, you've got a lot on your plate. Well, that's why there's Instacart. To take a little bit off your plate. Using Instacart, you search for all your favorite foods and things that you need from the grocery store. All online. All while you're looking at that bird. Wondering why it hasn't called its mom. And they deliver it to you. They go to the store and do the shopping for you. And they can deliver it in as fast as an hour. And you can sign up by clicking the link in the description. Wherever you're listening or watching. And that's a great way of supporting the show. So it's a great way of supporting this show. It's a great way to make your life a little bit easier. Because we all know that you have so much going on. Like wondering whether that bird judges you back. Well, you touched on it a little bit before, but I want to talk about just generally how we can attack phobias that we have. Mm -hmm. It is going to be about, with any kind of anxiety, bringing ourselves out of our own heads with it, right? Mm -hmm. So if it lives in our mind, it has the opportunity to grow into something really big, irrational, infinite, and it feels uncontrollable, it feels insurmountable. And so that's when we start to do all kinds of maladaptive things or making choices that aren't really working for us based on this this kind of big amorphous thing. Mm -hmm. And so that is why bringing it into the conscious and bringing it into a place of reality is going to be the process to deflate that balloon a little bit. Mm -hmm. So that's why talk therapy can help or even like talking to anyone or even not going down some kind of fear hole, but doing what you need to do to bring a dose of perspective or reality to this thing. Like, what is it that I'm so afraid of? I'm afraid of being trapped in an elevator. Okay, what if I were trapped in an elevator? Do I trust myself to be able to deal with whatever that condition is? You know, do I feel like I have the wherewithal? And if I don't, how can I really reconnect to my inner confidence and my my sense of resilience? Yeah, that's great. So I, I often ask you this question. I think I asked it in, in both of our previous uh, interviews, but let's say, you know, you, you're doing everything right. And you still have that meltdown, right? There's a weird person in the elevator and it the lights turn off and you're stuck. And now it's off the charts, right? The mm, Richter scale. A panic the, attack. Is, uh-huh, yes. Uh-huh, uh-huh. What can we do to, to sort of bring ourselves back down? Well, bringing ourselves back down, the panic attack is happening because of this like out of controlness and mm-hmm. then our physicality is mirroring the out of controlness we're feeling it physically in our bodies mm-hmm. and so bringing it back down is the the really the only thing that is within our control mm-hmm. we have the opportunity to reclaim our bodies to reclaim our physical presence grounding i've talked about right breathing, like all of the simple stuff that you forget to do when your head is inflating into this big amorphous fear balloon. So bringing it back down into I'm here, my feet are still on the floor of this elevator, even (laughs) though it stopped. Yes, I'm smelling the smells of this guy's BO, but it's okay. I'm okay. I am safe. And so there's a lot of uncertainty, right? If an elevator stops, it's the same thing with, I guess, the subway, right? It stops. 
you don't know how long it's going to be until it starts again. You don't know how long it's going to be until you're okay, but you have options. And that's what we forget when we're really afraid or really anxious is what our options are. Mm. I have the option to come back into my body and to convince myself that I'm okay. I have the option to press that call button on the elevator and see if someone answers. I have the option. I think that actually happened one time because I used to live in this building in Jersey City and the elevator was always broken and I got into it was like all and I lived on the like 12th floor (laughs) and it just constantly was was broken and there was one time that I got stuck in it and I like was like uh I have places to be and I pressed the call button they're like ah sorry yeah we've been having trouble with that elevator I'll I'll get somebody right so there's there's something we can do if if it's an elevator where you still have cell phone reception Mm -hmm. you can call someone so remembering our options in the moment, which might take us kind of bringing ourselves back into our grounded physical presences before we can actually allow ourselves to think about it. Yeah. And I, I've heard, and I'm curious your thoughts on and whether you would recommend something like this. I interviewed a, a therapist who was talking about like you could pinch yourself or or like little things like that. Or, mm-hmm. you know, she even said like, give yourself a little smack just to uh, ground. It sounds silly, but it it, it snaps you out of it, I guess. Yeah, it's like whatever can actually make you feel like you're back in your physical body. Mm -hmm. So feeling the weight of your clothes on you or feeling like the tightness of your waistband or, you know, whatever you need to- Oh man, my waistband is so tight right now. (laughs) Like it's so tight, (laughs) right? (laughs) Or feeling like if you're wearing uncomfortable shoes, feeling the pain, like whatever it is, really being able to be in that. So yeah, if you need a little stimuli of like snapping the waistband or holding the your purse in your arm until your arm burns, like whatever it is to bring you into your physical presence. And what that does is again, rather than letting you live in this kind of infinite amorphous place in your mind where things can grow out of control, you're coming into something very finite, which is your physical sensation. That's probably the most real thing that there is in that moment. Yeah. Right? We don't know the present, the past, the future or any of that, but we know where we are right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So now that the audience is is in on the clip, where, where were you going with that? So I love, I never heard that term before, but mm-hmm. I identify with that also very strongly. I think I have both clythrophobia, claustrophobia. I have a specific memory of being seven years old and I got to go to this Jekyll and Hyde birthday party in the city. Oh man, that restaurant, that was, for people who are not around our age, like that was like thus, I had a birthday party around that age there too. So fun. It was like themed and the little like skits and stuff. So I went, we all went as a group into the room where like you first go into the restaurant, they have a little room where lights go off and the Mm -hmm. doors all go and shut. And then this thing comes on. It's like, welcome to Jekyll and Hyde. Panic attack immediately. Oh, that no. I, the idea of all the doors closing and like, yeah. I didn't know where the exit was. I was seven and I had to panic to the, one of the moms and be like, I'm scared. I don't want to be in this room. They had to turn the lights on and open the trap door. And I ruined it for everybody. Everyone was like, oh, no. And then yeah. everyone's like picking on you. Everyone was like, gone. Like the birthday boy was like, come on. And I was like, Damn it! Even at seven, like I'm, I'm annoying people with my phobias. But that's a very clear memory I have of trapped, being trapped, Mm. and also claustrophobic. Of like we were packed like sardines, and it's crazy because I don't think I'd ever gotten trapped in an elevator up until that point. It was like 
just this part of me that I discovered. I was like, well, I guess I'm that kind of person that can't be in situations <laughs> like normal kids. Everyone's like, yay. Yeah. This is fun and scary. I can let me get some mozzarella sticks, right? Just yeah. I was like, get me out of here. Get yeah. me out of here. Ruin it for everybody. So wait, like, have you ever been on like the uh the Tower of Terror or I'm trying yeah. to think of other elevator rides? Same. Yep. I just just one of these. God, is it over yet? Oh, yeah. God. Someone hold me close and just pretend that I'm not in this space. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. So here here. Palavi talked about a, a part that I'm excited to ask you about because it feels like it pertains directly to uh, what you've been describing. And and the question I asked her was, what if you're having a meltdown, right? You're you're in an elevator and, and the worst is happening. And her advice was try to bring yourself back to your body. I, I'm curious your thoughts on, on some of the solutions she was suggesting. Yeah, I really think that that's where the idea of meditation connecting with that like it's all kind of this one thing when i took a meditation course it was because we're in a really stressful industry of this like performance and entertainment industry and mm -hmm. i really wanted to get clearer and more focused and less stressed and really like streamline myself and i remember after i was like really consistently doing it because i paid a thousand dollars and i was like i'm gonna commit to this mm -hmm. i would walk into elevators and be okay and then as soon as i stopped doing it it like came back in like a huge wave so i know that the idea of like having this safe space within yourself. You have the power to control your mind. Our mind is so powerful that it could pull us out or push us in. It has mm. that really strong effect on us. So knowing that you have that is really great, but how do you access that when you're in that feeling? I don't know, like, I don't know how I would do that because once your, your, brain, your mind is doing this, but you're trying to do this, who's gonna win, who's gonna win? Mm -hmm. knowing that that's there is good to know but will i be able to access that in the state of panic will i be able to get there so so i i had a, an experience recently i i had to go out to utah for work mm -hmm. and i decided to go a couple days early and and drive down from salt lake city to moab which for anyone who doesn't know is is like there's a bunch of national parks there it's just like um just like a town with like a brewery, yada, yada, yada. That's a jumping off point. And I got there at uh, 1 a.m. in the morning mountain, which for me felt like four in the morning. And there was a, a, a note taped on the lobby of the hotel that I booked that said, we don't allow anyone to check in after 11. Ooh. So I was without a hotel, right? So meltdown, right? Oh, I, I am that's scary. I, terrified yeah i'm yeah. like where am i gonna sleep i'm so far away I'm, I'm exhausted i'm cranky i'm hungry like all the things all the things oh <laughs> just pile it on top <laughs> uh, but then i had re remembered in an interview that i did with a, a woman about airport anxiety and, and she described taking you out of your your meltdown panic and and putting yourself back in your body and the suggestion she made was to pinch yourself oh, and i literally yeah was in a parking lot in Moab, Utah, pinching myself. And it helped me just like, okay, here's the problem. It did you know? work? It worked. Yeah. Wow. I was like, okay, at worst, I could sleep in this car. It, it would it would be awful, but I can check in in the morning and, and take a nap, right? And then from there, I was like, let me call around in the area. And I ended up finding, it was really expensive for a hotel that I was in for six and a half hours to sleep and then, you know, get out. But I had a bed with a roof, yeah. right? And, and and I wasn't just like panicking in a parking yeah. lot, which was not 
it wasn't going to help me at all. Yep. You know, yep. so that's really good to know, though. Yeah. Just yeah. Just brain. pinch. <laughs> it's just anything that, that shifts your brain from like the panic. Like we're just shoveling coal on the panic fire. Oh I can't imagine that. That's another just terrifying when you're just in an uncertain location. You've never been there. You don't know what's going on. And like the night is coming and you're like, oh, God, I could pull an all nighter and just like sit here and like stay awake and wait till the daylight comes. And it's not so scary. But you like were able to get yourself out of that and and find a place. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, because yeah, there were there, there was a lot of like drunk people around too, so I was just like, I don't really want to deal with that bullshit yeah. on top of everything, right? It's just yeah. like get me in a room. Yeah, and I'm sure you, that room was the best room you've ever seen in your life. You're like, I don't care how much it is. Like this is a safe haven. I love you. Kissing the yeah. rug and like the carpet. Yeah. Yeah. I know, Seriously. I know that feeling. I know yeah. that feeling. I don't know if this is also again. I have another story, and I don't know where it fits. So I don't know if I should share it, but share it. It's a subway story. So I'm from New York. I'm from the Bronx, like born and raised, never afraid of subways. I'm on them forever. And then there's train traffic. I'm just like picking my nose and like, not really, but like, <laughs> like, it doesn't bother me. Cut to like five years ago, I'm on the train between Lexington and 86th and 59th street. Mm -hmm. And the train stops and, you know, we're just like waiting. And then it's like five minutes. 10 minutes and people are like starting to get restless and then the announcement comes on it literally sounds like this yeah <laughs> like, what are you saying finally we hear that there's an unidentified package on the track and they have to wait till the bomb squad comes you're gonna be there forever come look at it yeah so now everyone's panicking like we're gonna die there's a mm. bomb and we're stuck in the two walls like it's not the big open one where you could see like the the station it's right so oh. everyone's panicking it's been like 20 minutes, 30 minutes, people start getting out and scaling the side of the car, jumping out. I'm getting out of here, climb, like climbing on top. And I was just like, okay, this is where I'm going to die. Like a New York terrorist attack. And I was, I mean, it has happened again. Like we have lived through this. It's not yeah. that far off to, for your brain to think that way. And ever since then, it eventually moved. We eventually had to like move backward, but it was probably an hour and i had no cell service nothing so it was one of those situations where you just have nothing but your brain to just say get a hold of yourself and i really did i was like don't panic don't panic but everyone around me was freaking it's a bomb it's a bomb and ever since then every time there's train traffic i get the same heart racing fight or flight every time even if it stops for like 30 seconds i'm like i feel that same ptsd come back so now i added a whole new level of like anxiety with small spaces and and getting trapped it's like the trapped situation right well i'm sure you remember i remember they they used to make no effort to tell you oh, yeah. when the train might be moving mm -hmm. and that was the worst at least like yeah. i think i think starting like 10 years ago they started to yeah. make a better effort to at least like say something <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's it's cool we've really had to deal with a lot as new yorkers we're just guessing and we're just living our life people are like just deal with it as a subway system but it's scary like you are entrusting your life in these little tubes that could just i don't even want to say but yeah it's it's rough out there it is rough and i, oh I want to live yeah. a long life and i feel like with all this stress it's not helping because the secret to longevity they say is like don't stress yourself out and all these little things. And I'm like, how many anxiety filled instances have I had and have they had a permanent impact on my physical body? Can I reverse them? I'm you can, because that's one aspect of, of living in the South. Like I've, I've noticed mm -hmm. 
myself like peeling away like and and realizing like dope that's the new yorker talking right like that's like when i see someone driving like a a maniac that was me two years ago and now it's like what's my rush (laughs) that sounds so nice i just went to visit someone and they live in a 55 and up retirement community in florida and nice. I was there for a week playing pickleball and swimming and doing the aerobics in the pool. My <laughs> whole, like your heart, and I kept saying, I feel like my blood pressure just like went down so much. But New York is my home and it's where I'm from. I love to travel because I, I like to have like newness and a change of scenery, but th- these are like my roots. So mm-hmm. I know that I'm gonna be in this like crazy cycle of like rushing and stress. And I really try to implement ways to slow myself down, be present in the moment, but it's it's not easy. It's, it's not easy at all. Yeah. All well, in New York, you 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 do have to have your guard up. I mean, yeah. it's it's for good reason, right? Oh, like, yeah. Yeah. And safety too. Like you're walking down the street, you're like that person is probably gonna like come at me, and like this person, you're you're always just like scanning ready to go. Yeah. You're always at that level. It's so true, especially now. The crime is like pretty rough. Crazy. Yeah. The other aspect of what Palvi was saying in this clip that I I thought was important is just like reminding yourself. Again, it's like not the easiest thing to do when you're completely panicked, but like reminding yourself that you do have options, right? You can press the button, you know, yeah. you can make sure you, you have a snack with you, um, yeah. stuff like that. The snack thing is huge for me. <laughs> Farming actress, that's like literally who I am and my brand. I don't walk around with snacks. And that's one of my fears is when I'm in an elevator that I'm going to like starve to death. I'm not joking. Like I have a panic. I have that, that uh, I don't know if it's hypoglycemia or what. I have to eat like every two hours, like a very full meal or else I start to like get crazy. Like I have to eat like those Snickers commercials. Mm-hmm. I'm crazy, I mean, and then I have like food and I can like relax. And I feel like if I get trapped not knowing when I'll be able to eat again is really big. So yeah. that is actually really helpful to pack myself some nuts or some this or some that. That, that may take a level of anxiety away. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Just throw a kind bar. I'll share a story. When I first started dating Jamie, my now fiance, she has like something similar like that. And I would just like have a kind bar in my bag for anticipating. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's true. I I wonder what it is. If it really is like a hypoglycemic, what are her, what is she like? I want to know like the the action, the behaviors of her when she's hungry. She just like becomes like a little bit irritable, just like, uh, just grumpy, not not thinking clearly, just, exactly. it's like, it becomes that like everything else drops and it's like, we need to get you food immediately, right? So. Like priority is like immediately shifted. Just Shifts, feed, feed this, this can... tiny person, yeah. yeah. That makes me feel not so alone. I, I don't feel yeah. like such a weirdo, yeah. No. <laughs> I love that. Well, uh, I think it's a good time to go to the fourth clip that we have with Palvi, where we're talking about fight or flight. Mm, My favorite. Favorite. (laughs) A feeling I know very well. Yeah. You you mentioned something that really piqued my curiosity. I I don't know if that metaphor works, but I think it does. We're going to go with (laughs) it. I think so, Uh, yeah. (laughs) So you were referring to anxiety living outside of the conscious mind. Is there a reason why is it just like that's in our base, you know, when we were homos, well, we are homo sapiens, when we were like, you know, running around like the savannah, right, like back back in uh, before we were evolved a bit more that that's just kind of baked into the deepest parts of our minds, like fear lives deeply in there. Jeez, that's yeah. what a way to get around that. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's a hundred percent. It's it. It's our fight or flight. You know, mm. it's our nervous system. So when we're in fight or flight, that's the other reason they tell you to take deep breaths because fight or flight is an activated state. And so you have to like switch over which nervous system is working and you can do that by breathing where you signal to your body, okay, no danger here. I don't have to feel that way. So yeah, I remember in, in grad school, one of the very first classes I took, the professor just kept using this word anxiety and he used, he used to say it like that, anxiety, as though that's really the key to everything, right? All the weird stuff we start doing is in service of avoiding anxiety mm -hmm. and so yes it is very base it is very fundamental it is something that we are trying to navigate from birth and that's why attachment theory and our relationships to our mothers or caretakers becomes such an important factor in our ability to resolve our own anxiety ourselves and so that's why people end up in therapy because they didn't get those tools they didn't get that security so yes it is it is very base sometimes people feel like it is very top of mind because their anxiety will come with swirling thoughts and mm -hmm. things that feel very real and pronounced mm -hmm. but the depth of it is it really comes from anger and aggression that isn't able to come out so it's like this kind of energy that is getting recycled in because it has nowhere to go. And that's why I say, depending on the situation, a lot of times the best remedy to anxiety is to advocate for yourself or to assert yourself. So in the case of an elevator anxiety, the elevator breaks down. There is going to be a part of you that's pissed <laughs> that the elevator's broken down. But what you might be feeling in the moment is, oh, shit, what am I going to do? I'm going to die. It's dark in here. I'm going to be late to this job interview, and then I'm not right. going to get the future that I exactly want. Exactly <laughs> right. So that's why if we can come back down to, okay, how do I advocate for myself and assert myself here? It might be about, okay, I am going to ask for help. I am going to ask someone to help me. <laughs> mm -hmm. so that, And then that can be the the thing that tries that starts to unlock. The yeah. Oh, man. It's so funny to hear about how, you know, not getting what we need as, as basically there's no way that parents can't screw us up. Right. Yeah, it's just, I it's know. bound to happen. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a sad truth, but I guess if we accept it, then really it's just, I learned a lot about being the good enough parent where you're not like trying to twist yourself into all kinds of knots to be perfect and not screw up your kid, but you're doing the best you can knowing again, trusting again, that if something arises, you can work through it. Absolutely. But you have to be willing to do that. Yes. <laughs> and not just stuffing down all the fear yeah, and anger. Not just like, everything's it good. Like a... You're good, right? Everything's okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, uh, I just want to make sure, is there anything that you think I'm, I'm missing or anything that you think would be important to mention related to phobias or, you know, in a particular sense, elevator anxiety here? I think that we covered it. I made some notes just to make sure. Okay. But there was one thing about being trapped because you were talking a lot about the other people. Mm -hmm. I think there's also potentially the component of, of someone being afraid of being trapped with themselves. Mm -hmm. And that's a big component of anxiety too. A lot of people will, you know, like a workaholic or someone who's just constantly doing, constantly running around is doing so in service of not being with themselves, mm -hmm. not having to sit with themselves in whatever discomfort that is. Oh, and so I wonder so if there's real. also, yeah, right? There's <laughs> maybe like this isolation component or there's a, what happens if I'm with myself with no other way to distract myself, with no other way to occupy my mind, what, what comes out? So there's a, a little bit of a fear of self too that could be part of this. 
Oh man. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt you, but I just had such a natural <laughs> reaction to that. It's just like that pretty much describes my life. Just trying to run at a hundred miles an hour, doing everything to escape the bad thoughts. Uh, yeah. We're and we're working on that slowing down a little, little by little can actually, it's the same thing, right? You just have to show yourself that slowing down is not going to be a catastrophe. Mm-hmm. The more you do it, you'll recognize like, oh, that actually helps. I'm actually being reinforced to mm-hmm. keep doing this, right? The more you get into an elevator and it doesn't break down, the safer you're going to feel, the more resilient you'll be that time that it does. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, that's a wonderful reminder. I want to give you this opportunity to talk about you. Where can people find you on social media? If you want to talk about COA, which I think you should, uh, all the things. Awesome. Yeah. Find me on social media. I haven't been on Twitter so much because I don't know. Twitter's weird right now. (laughs) But if you want to find me on Twitter or Instagram, I'm at Tour. I have a website, palaviyatour.com and COA. So I am a content specialist and emotional fitness instructor at COA. And that is a company that is really trying to be a gym for mental health. So we're really, we're creating emotional fitness classes that you take with a group, just like you would at the gym. And we work on all kinds of traits like self-awareness, resilience, which I mentioned a bunch today. So we have kind of a gym membership, and that is a monthly fee that you pay to have access to all of those live classes. We talk about burnout. We talk about boundary setting. We also have a whole on-demand library of content around all those kinds of topics. And if you're an iOS user, we have a mobile app that gives you a daily exercise that you can do to keep working out. Awesome. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I'm is that new? You know, it is new. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I haven't seen that. I got to download the app. Yeah, yeah that's download awesome. that. It's so new that they still aren't on Android. So don't worry. I am pestering them about that because I'm an Android <laughs> user. <laughs> but cool. Congratulations. I think that's such a great idea. Yeah, it's been really awesome. Actually, a lot of what I've been working on the past several months has been those exercises. So if you do them, I had a big hand in creating them. So nice. thank you that's for participating. Awesome. Yeah, that's great. Well, thank you so much for coming on again. And and I'm sure we'll have you back again soon. Yeah, I can't wait. Let's do it. Woo. Thank (laughs) you. One of life's mysteries is that birthdays always find me unprepared. Catch me unprepared. I don't go on Facebook as much, so I, I don't notice them as much. But I want... I want to express my love and an appreciation for friends and family. That wasn't part of the copy. I'm just saying it. (laughs) Year after year, month after month, even when I see it coming, I'm not ready. Am I a jerk? Yes and no. (laughs) Why do things have to be so black and white for you? But I've got great news, friends. Introducing monthly card subscriptions from the Cardist Studio. Join the service that delivers the card and the stamp that you'll need to your door. No more errands. Uh, Who wants more errands? I don't know why, but I'm starting to think of errands as a kid's name. Errands, go back to bed. (laughs) Okay, but here's how it works. You choose your categories. From birthdays and celebrations to love and encouragement... Or select their full collections and have those thank you notes and just because cards at the ready. Those ones are always so nice. Like when you get a card for doing something and it's just like a small little heads up or or token of appreciation, it genuinely makes you feel really good. And best of all, 
you would never get caught cardless again. Let me repeat, you'll never get caught cardless again. Try to say that a bunch of times in a row. You'll never get caught cardless again. Monthly card subscriptions from as little as $8 per month for the card and the stamp. Delivered to you. TheCardistudio.com shop subscriptions. And you can use the promo code ANXIETYPOD for 15% off your originating order. So in this clip, one of, one of the things that Pallaby talks about is the anxiety of being trapped with yourself. And, and this is something that I have realized about myself. So you're not alone if, if this is you, but being trapped with yourself can cause a lot of anxiety. And, and I know I do things at 100 miles an hour and, and try to have all these things going on and things I'm working on. Is that so does this describe yeah. you yeah. as well? I yeah, I think that's a huge thing of I feel like. Yeah, I, I, my, I, my mind races at such a high speed constantly because I'm always in the hustle mode of like, mm -hmm. I have to create opportunities for myself or else I'm not going to get paid. I'm freelance. I have to look for jobs. And then if I don't have jobs at the moment, I have to look for survival jobs. And I don't sleep well because my brain is like going like this. So the feeling of being trapped where you are so still and you cannot move at the pace that your body is used to moving is really, really difficult. So you're physically in this place and then you're mentally in this place of being trapped. Oh yeah. Oh man. That, that freelance mentality is, it's so hard. It's so hard. Yeah. yeah. You have two jobs. The one job is finding jobs. Yep, exactly. <laughs> and, and, it, and it never ends. It never ends. That's the mm -hmm. worst part. There's no, end goal there i mean every job eventually ends there you mm -hmm. know the company runs out of money or they change their vision blah 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 so you're back to ground zero every time and it, it just and never ends and when like i said when you're in between jobs you're like all right how do i make money in a way that makes me feel good and doesn't like suck my soul dry so mm -hmm. not being able to move physically is yeah it, it it's it's just terrible to me yeah whoa whoa Oh man, even that I discussion Sorry, was getting like me. Giving yeah. you anxiety right no, 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 no. That's 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 the point of this thing to I feel like the word things. I feel like the word trapped is like an onomatopoeia. It's like you feel the word. I've never thought of it, but that you're absolutely right. It just like the, the walls are closing yeah. in. Trapped. <laughs> trapped. <Yeah>. <laughs> that's such an interesting point though about the the mind and body always moving so that when you can't, it's just it feels like just, I don't even know the word. Like, oh God, it's, it's like it's running. Your anxiety is running at the same speed. Yeah. And then when you slow down, it catches up. Yeah. It's like, where does it go? You like hit the wall and you're like, oh, oh God. Yeah. It's like the monster in a, like a Jason movie or something like that. Just catching you. I mean, uh. need to change careers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and move to the South. I know. I really should. <laughs> I a little bit heady, but the idea of fight or flight being an activated state is an interesting thing to think about, right? You don't think that being in this fight or flight, it's like turning on like a system, yeah, you know, and like that take that system takes over compared to like, oh, I'm just like my heart rate's up, right? It's just yeah. like, oh no, you've you've pushed this system, yeah, very, yeah. I, I don't really <laughs> really know what to say about that, but it it, it shifts my thinking about it. Yeah, shifts it in what way? Like, well, like uh, like how I would treat it, and 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 and, geez, how many times am I going to say end? <laughs> and 
and how I would react to it is yeah. what I was trying to say while you, I said and 40 How counts. often do you feel like you're in a fight or flight? Like in what situations, how often do you feel that, that it reached that level? Well, it used to be a lot more often. I take Prozac now, which helps okay. immensely with that. Nice. Um, it Which helps me like provide the, it's very interesting. I don't know if you've ever taken any sort of anxiety medication. No. So how I would describe it is like, you still obviously experience all your emotions and I still experience like, oh, normally I would be at a 12 out of 10 right now. And and so it, it gives you that time to break down. Okay. Well, I'm not there. So then why am I not there? What was it about that? It just gives you a chance yeah. to like give pers- yeah. perspective. So I'm not at an eight. I'm not at a six. I'm at like a three, right? Oh, like it's, God, it's sounds so nice. Three is wonderful. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because it, it, you are present in the moment and you can think mm-hmm. rationally because you're not spiraling out of control. You need like literally in those moments, it's like those movies where someone just gets slapped and they're like, pull it together. Yeah. And then they're like, okay, I'm here. Yeah. Because, so you're already there when you have those tools. And when you're mm-hmm. not, you're like, I'm just freaking out for no reason. And I can't solve the situation because I'm just spending my energy freaking out about it. Yeah. Like for example, moving my car in Brooklyn all the time was, you know, for alternate day parking was always such a crazy, like, is it this going to take forever? Am I going to get a ticket? And you know, am I too close to the curb or is someone going to rob me in this spot? Right. Like it's just, I would be at a 12 during that. And I don't think I would be that high at this point. So do you have a driveway now? Yes. Yeah. I can't. Wow. I mean, what life changing in so many ways. Life changing. <laughs> like being able to bring a car to a grocery store and park Parking? and then bring it back and park. Mm. Oh, <laughs> God. Yeah. I, we're describing very simple things here. And like, I, I, I still appreciate it after living in New York all those years. Totally. Totally. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, my I feel gosh. that so hard. Yeah. But going back to fight or flight. And feeling it so often and, and being like, is this going to like really mess up my body long term? Mm. That's why with flights, I'm flying so much that I told myself, listen, you cannot let your body go through what you're going through every time you fly. This is ridiculous. Like I told myself I was mad. I was like there when we were flying to Greece, I was just going away with my sisters and it's such a long flight. We're going over the Atlantic. So it's just it's just eerie. Mm-hmm. And I was holding on to my seat and the flight attendant walked by and tapped my hand because she saw that I was like this, gripping the seat. Oh, She's wow. like, relax, relax. It's okay. Like, we're fine. And I was like, that made me realize, like, you need to change because other people are noticing. You're not even doing anything but holding the seat and someone could feel and see that you're so tense and your body is going through such stress as if you're in a real threatening situation. And that's what made me change my way of thinking with flights and making myself meditate. And it has not yet translated to elevators for some reason. <laughs> but we're, you're working on it. It's okay. Yeah. One day I will feel not. So my, when I'm in the air though, I still have that anxious nervousness, but I'm, I'm way, I'm at a four instead of a 10. Hey, so it's, it's still there. And then That's if great. someone else is more nervous, I can comfort them. I feel like I can be of service to someone else. Yeah. Sitting in my, and you've been there. I've been there. I know yeah. how they feel. I'm not judging them. And I can I can feel like I'm doing something for someone instead of just panicking about my own stress. Right. Similar to that, something that helped me with my flight anxiety and, and might be something that helps you with your elevator anxiety is 
within the body and anxiety and excitement feel the same way. It's the same symptoms, right? Your heart races, like maybe, you know, you get a little tingly sensation and that could be something that you are get when you're going on auditions yeah. too, where you're like, you know, I, cause you need to be on right. And in order yeah. to be on, you have to, I'm jumping in my seat. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. Gotta be on. Um, you, you need to be like excited, right? And and you're excited about potentially getting the job. So like that just realizing that that feels yeah. the same like was a big turning point for me. Being like, think of it as excitement rather than it's yes. all opportunity. Yes. I have a lot of work to do. I haven't really worked on my elevator anxiety. Mm-hmm. It, it's gonna take work for me to retrain my brain, mm-hmm. to talk about stuff, think through stuff, and I haven't done the work. I've just avoided it or gone and went like this and like went in. I have not rationally sat down with myself and said, let's have a conversation about this, Alyssa. So mm-hmm. that that may be in the works. And this is helping me face all these crazy things I have. When I say them out loud, I, I feel like a little embarrassed. Like, my God, I sound nutty, but. Don't be embarrassed. Yeah. It's nothing. To be, anyone listening to this podcast is listening because they have anxiety. So yeah. everyone's in the same boat. I know. And I feel like I just, I feel like I just said like 50 times. So I'm going to hate the <laughs> way I sound saying that, but. Uh. That's okay. I edit those out. Right. So. <laughs> yes. Well, it's been so awesome hanging out with you for these two episodes. I, I hope that, that this does help you in, in, yeah. in some way going forward. And, and thank you for being so open and, and honest about, about your experience. Yeah. This was honestly so fun. I feel like I faced some fears out loud that I'm going to have to like internally work through. So mm-hmm. this is like fun catching up with you, a therapy yeah. session. I'm going to be like taking elevators, like nobody's business. <laughs> I'm excited. Awesome. Okay. Well, tell the people where, where they can find you on social media. And, yes. and yeah. You can find me on Instagram at starving actress NYC and my personal, well, my acting page is Alyssa Salvatore 20, but that's more for like, you know, my resume stuff, go to starving actress for more food and travel. <laughs> Watch Alyssa eat giant slices of pizza, which is so fun. Yeah. (laughs) Well, thanks again. and, And we'll talk soon. Yeah. Bye. Well, there we go. Thank you so much to Palvi and Alyssa for coming on and talking about phobias and Alyssa's fear of elevators. I really hope that this does actually help Alyssa. Just sort of the exercise of coming on a podcast to talk about what scares you. Before I get to the weird thing causing me anxiety this week, I just want to remind you of the buy me a coffee link in the description. Just a way to make a donation to the show. A tip. Then there's Pure Spectrum CBD with the promo code ANXIETYPOD for 15% off. Put that in at checkout. Get yourself some deals and put another tool in your anxiety toolbox. If you want to sign up for Instacart to get delivery uh, for your groceries, you can do that through the link in the description. And the Carter Studio also offers the promo code ANXIETYPOD for 15% off your initial order. I always mess up saying initial when I'm doing this read or read like I have it written out. I'm just remending, remending, geez, remembering so yeah, support the sponsors and, and that helps support the show and helps me keep making these. Okay, so the weird thing causes me anxiety this week and will likely be, it'll come up from time to time, but I'll try not to just say it every week. But uh, Jamie and I started playing in our wedding and oh boy, 
it's just full-time job, make sure you exercise, drink plenty of water, get eight hours of sleep, take care of your anxiety, call your mom, plan your wedding, right? It's just, it's just a, well, let's just put a couple more plates on uh, the plate spinning that you're already doing. I don't know. I lost the metaphor real quickly. <laughs> But yeah, I just got to keep my thought process on how awesome and fun like the actual day will be and, and just sort of take on what I need to take on and, and find moments where I can breathe because it's going to be stressful and expensive. <sighs> Maybe I can do an episode on that. Ooh, look at me coming up with content. Well, as always, thank you so, so much for listening. Have a great week, and I'll talk to you on Thursday. 